You know, guys, when you get to be our age, finding the motivation to get back in shape can be hard. It's just plain tough to find a routine and to stick with it. Good news. FitBod is a fitness app that is anything but routine. It tailors your workouts to fit your life, your goals, your gear, and even your schedule, so you can avoid burnout. And FitBod helps keep up your momentum by mixing in different exercises, reps, supersets, and circuits. Best yet, FitBod has over 1,000 demonstration videos, so you can learn the right way to do each exercise. It's time to ditch the boring routines and kickstart your fitness journey. Add FitBod to your workout essentials. Join today to get your personalized workout plan. Get 25% off your subscription or try the app for free at fitbod.me slash Zabe. That's F-I-T-B-O-D dot M-E slash Zabe. If you found $100 on the street, would you pick it up or just keep walking? Of course you'd take the money. So why do you keep picking winners and not betting on them? That's why you should go to my bookie. Fast, easy, and they pay when you win. What does Mr. X always say? Winning is nice, getting paid even nicer. Let's face it, where you're betting online is just as important as who you're betting on. Listen, I wouldn't put my name attached to these guys if they weren't good and if people didn't get paid. Do the smart thing and get with my bookie. Have an account there just in case. You probably already have an account somewhere else. That's fine. Who doesn't have multiple accounts? Have an account with my bookie. Take advantage of their bonuses. Check out all the other things you can do with my bookie, all the other ways you can bet and the other games they have there, and have fun with it, okay? Did you know you can bet on games after kickoff? Yes, you can. Who doesn't want to fire in a second half bet bet to make up for your stupid idea on the first half? If you're the kind of guy that likes to bet a little, win a lot, try parlays. If all your picks come through, multiply your winnings. It's that simple. Well, it's not that simple, but still. Fire in some parlays, man. It's football season. Have fun. Join now, and my bookie will double your first deposit. That's right. Double your first deposit. Use promo code ZABE. Charlie, Zulu, Alpha, Bravo, Echo to activate the offer. That's promo code ZABE. Go to mybookie.ag today. You play. You win. You do get paid. Today on the Zavecast, notorious J.A.Y. swings in. We talk college football, scary bridges, high school fantasy football, and who he'll pick for the Super Bowl. Also, of all the nonsense crazes we've seen in America, this Popeye's chicken sandwich takes the title. America's gone, people. All that plus Chantel, your robot stripper, awaits. Your bonus 40 minutes of gloriously uncensored me is locked and loaded, so buckle up and let's go! Oh my goodness! Who is this guy? Wednesday, September 4, 2019. Thank you for downloading. I'm up to 11 people who have said, buy the van, Zabe. By the van. If I can get to 100 who subscribe, I will buy that damn van and I will build the most glorious studio on wheels and I will roll it around the country as much as I can, time permitting, and visit all you fine folks and let you come in and listen to a live Zabecast right from the Zabecast van. I'll videotape interviews and parties and whatever and let you guys see it. I will share that van as much as possible, but we're up to 11. If you do subscribe and you do it specifically for me to get the van, just put it in the header 
in your email to me at zabedyahoo.com. Get the van. So we're going to have a new offering. It'll uh, drop Thursday, just the day before the uh, first football five ways Friday. And it'll be a yearly offering in which you can pay 60 bucks, be done for the year. You will be coin eligible. I'm going to re-rack one last time the ale coin. I know, I know. I said it would only be the first 500 and that's it. But so many people signed up. They're loyal subscribers. They've been with me almost since day one that want that stupid coin. And I admit it's stupid, but it's funny. It's cool. It really does prove your one percenter dumb. And I will do it one more time for 500, first 500 who sign up for the yearly. It'll cost 60 bucks for the yearly, which I know you're going to say, that's no discount. Where's my discount? Hey, it's not a value proposition. If I said, oh, if you sign up for the yearly, you get $54.99. So you save one month. That ain't going to make a hill of beans difference to anybody. You are making a pledge to me, sort of like a PBS telethon. You are making a pledge to say, of course I'm in for a year, Zabe. I'd do it anyway through Libsyn anyway. I'll just do it yearly. Boom, bang, done, and I'm coin eligible. Hey, wait a minute. You're going to charge $4.95 for shipping and handling? That's more this time. We got crushed on shipping and handling, and it was a huge fan of the ass. If you don't want it, if you already got a coin, fine. If you like just going month to month, that's fine as well. You can still subscribe any old way you want, but the yearly offering will be through a separate sort of portal of Zabe. I'm going to call it Zabe Premium Members. And yes, we're building out a custom private message board, which you people have asked for. I'm going to commit myself to getting in there and splashing around with you people in the private message board pool. Uh, And I'm going to build in some other things as well for the private Zabe membership. And you're going to get your Fridays delivered by a different way than those who are monthly subscribers through Libsyn, uh, Liberated Syndication. You will get your file posted to a page that requires you to enter a password on Zabe.com, and then it'll have the Friday episodes and, and any other bonus episodes that I put there available to listen or download. Yes, you're going to have to download it instead of stream it, but it takes a minute to download. I'll make sure the files are nice and skinny. And then once it's downloaded, you can listen to it any way you want on your phone. It may take some people a little bit of hand-holding, which we'll gladly do to explain, hey, here's how you do it, et cetera, et cetera. If you say, boo, I don't like that. Why can't I get it this way but have it that way, and I want this too for this much and this, guess what? There are limits to everything. We've wrestled and wrestled and wrestled how to do this. We think this is the best possible option. And again, you can still subscribe monthly and duck out monthly if you don't want to commit to 60 bucks. I don't treat 60 bucks as insignificant. It's a it's a big chunk big chunk of money. I mean it's a, well it's a chunk of money. How about that? It's money that we all try to make sure we're not just throwing away nickels and dimes left and right and everything that we don't need to spend money on. But I do appreciate every one of you who subscribes. Okay. Let's start with the great chicken sandwich craze of 2019. History And anthropologists, years and years and decades into the future, 100 years, 200 years, who knows how many years, will look back and say, when did America, as a civilization, as a country, when did it really jump the shark? When did it really accelerate into a descent to hell and anarchy that makes you go, what is wrong with us? They may point to the summer 
of 2019 and the great chicken sandwich wars between Popeyes and Chick-fil-A. This story, I'll just play it right from the website. ABC 13, we take you to Houston, Texas. Your weather. Just getting an update in from the National Accuracy Matters. With the, the 13 Eyewitness AccuWeather Team. Houston Severe Weather Leader. That's crazy. That is the response everyone near this Popeyes on Scott Street has about the gun being pulled on employees because the store was out of chicken sandwiches. That is ridiculous. I don't think that's fair at all. It seems laughable, but few here see anything funny about it. It's Just not funny. It. He could have shot somebody behind a chicken sandwich. Somebody could have lost their life because they ran out of chicken sandwich. Because those are lives that, that are at stake over there, you know? And it, it's sad to say, but man, I mean, what can you say? Everywhere you go, it's some type of problem. Police say it all started calmly enough. Two men and three women who were carrying a baby with them walked inside and asked for chicken sandwiches. The store manager explained they were all out, and then one of the men pulled out a gun. Stupid. It's stupid. I mean, if they tell you they don't have it, they don't have it. Why are you going to put a gun on them? Yeah, a sandwich, that's not, that's not cool, man. It's not cool. Police say the group left without any food, and now the young man who pulled the gun could be charged with aggravated assault. They need 100 years. When you do dumb stuff, you need to get some dumb time, man, for real. There are video cameras. <laughs> By the in way, I like that guy. <laughs> 100 years. See, this is where my special jail would come into play. Special jail, if you haven't heard it, I'll repeat it again. It's two-month jail. It's, it's jail. You're in jail for two months. No early release, no weekend serving time. And there's really no, it's one size fits all. And the trials for stupid jail go very quickly. Uh, we'll do 10, 12 trials in a day. And basically you do dumb shit, like excessively dumb shit. We put you in jail for two months and it fucks up your life. You're like, oh my God, what about my kids? Too bad. We'll put them in state care if there's no family member able to take them. What about my job? Too bad. You may lose your job. You Got to learn your lesson. Oh, I, uh, how am I going to pay my rent? D don't know, don't care. You're going to go to jail and sit behind bars for two months in special jail because you did something especially fucking stupid. In the store and police hope the surveillance system will help them find their suspect who's described as having short dreads and face tattoos. Those No. What? Face tattoos? Who live here still cannot believe a gun was pulled over something this trivial. Just got to stand up and want to do the right thing. And that obviously was not the right thing. Yeah, well, thank God there's a lot of good-minded good folks in that community who are like, this is fucking crazy. What is wrong with people? See, this is where I go back to the Unabomber's manifesto. A lot of what he says is that basically we have all of our primal needs in life have been so taken care of there's we're 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 spiraling into triviality and nonsense where we don't have to worry about anything else even those people who would be considered poor have enough money they have a phone they might have a car they have a house they have air conditioning they have television and they can roll up to a fast food joint really want a chicken sandwich and when they don't get it, they're like, this is outrageous. Like the one citizen said, he's like, they don't got it. <laughs> what do you want to do? It's one thing if you're going to pull a gun on a fast food employee, which I would never recommend anyway in any situation, if they truly did something that made you really mad. But this was just a case of, I, I can't produce a chicken sandwich, literally, out of thin air. 
If you found $100 on the street, would you pick it up or just keep walking? Of course you'd take the money. So why do you keep picking winners and not betting on them? That's why you should go to my bookie. Fast, easy, and they pay when you win. What does Mr. X always say? Winning is nice, getting paid even nicer. Let's face it, where you're betting online is just as important as who you're betting on. Listen, I wouldn't put my name attached to these guys if they weren't good and if people didn't get paid. Do the smart thing and get with my bookie. Have an account there just in case. You probably already have an account somewhere else. That's fine. Who doesn't have multiple accounts? Have an account with my bookie. Take advantage of their bonuses. Check out all the other things you can do with my bookie, all the other ways you can bet and the other games they have there. And have fun with it, okay? Did you know you can bet on games after kickoff? Yes, you can. Who doesn't want to fire in a second half bet to, bet to make up for your stupid idea on the first half? If you're the kind of guy that likes to bet a little, win a lot, try parlays. If all your picks come through, multiply your winnings. It's that simple. Well, it's not that simple, but still. Fire in some parlays, man. It's football season. Have fun. Join now, and my bookie will double your first deposit. That's right. Double your first deposit. Use promo code ZABE. Charlie, Zulu, Alpha, Bravo, Echo to activate the offer. That's promo code ZABE. Go to mybookie.ag today. You play. You win. You do get paid. Time to talk to Notorious J-A-Y. Hello. Are you eagerly awaiting news of Zeke Elliott's new mega deal? I, I sure am not. It's funny. I was watching the Cowherd show, and it's like every five minutes, that's what they talk about. I'm like, is this that big of a deal? Yeah. Well, it's the Cowboys, and the Cowboys are America's team. So you know the networks are going to pound it into the ground like a fucking tent stake. It's the world we I mean, live in, Jay. Between that and calling Andrew Luck. The biggest, the second biggest story in the last 20 years. Yeah. Was it? I mean, we have nothing to talk about. That's probably what the problem is. Well, here we are, you and I on a Tuesday. Yes, at two o'clock. I love it. As of (laughs) this hour. Yes. We're not supposed to disclose when we actually tape these. We want people to believe they are plausibly live. live. Plausibly live. Exactly. Well, I, I, I begin the I begin the episode here. I begin our conversation, Jay, with some very sad news. Very sad Uh-oh. news. Mike Francesa's app is dead. <laughs> Wait a minute. <laughs> Did he actually have an app? You didn't hear about this thing. It was launched I... it was launched about a year ago. And it cost eight ninety nine a month. And all you got was his regular radio show that is already distributed by WFAN and Entercom. And people are like, $8.99 a month. Now, look, I charge 5 a month just for one show on Fridays. So who am I to talk? But people are like, what the hell? And he was touting it like, this is going to change everything. This is going to be great. Uh, it's gone. Uh, Radio 1, or not Radio 1, Radio.com bought the app, and they are going to put all the content from it free. <laughs> I- so there you go. There you go. I was I was uh we I was with family all last week, and my dad is a huge Francesca. He loves he's a Yankee fan, so Still. he loves Francesca. Yeah, he loves Francesca. 
Okay. And I had to explain to him that if Francesa came on the scene 10 years later, he would be a nothing. Right. I mean, I, would tell you, he's, he's a, I, I was trying to tell him all the stuff he gets wrong. He just, he just came on the perfect time. He, That's what happened to Francesa. He came on as a researcher for CBS, CBS. television. Yep. And there was real value in a guy that knew how to do pit bull research and to call people and to get information in the pre-internet age. So in other words, in 1984, and I'm not sure when he started, but you're talking about there's real value back then because nobody knew anything back then. Now everybody knows everything, and we know way too much of everything, right? Do you like that guy on ESPN uh, College Game Day? Oh, Chris Felica, the bear? Yeah. Felica is phenomenal. I love him. Why? Okay, no. Oh, no. I'm just adding. No, I'm just. I, I love I'm him. Here's why. His, A, his picks are good. B, you got to love it when fat, bald, ugly guys get on camera. That's a <laughs> win for my team. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, and on top of that, I do believe he's relatively humble. I got to interview him at the Army Navy game last December. And he did not put off a single whiff of pretension that he had now made it or that he was special. That's hard in this business to see that too. And or it, the, and it may not the business that I used to be in. I know uh, you're, you're still in it. You're just not currently drawing a check. Okay, All right. <laughs> especially because I don't pay you, which I did I say thinking, I would, which I need yes, to get on. The, Sorry about that. The dollar fifty that I the get stipend. from the from the yeah yeah yeah. You're you're not out of the business, Jay. You're just on a hiatus. Okay. This thing, this thing of Oz, Jay, is going to drag you back in. Well, wait, you, you got my text on Friday. Which I was? Were, which I, I texted you Friday. I was driving from uh, Maryland to one of the rural parts, rural parts of Maryland. And I was oh, listening. Oh, yes. Yeah. Yeah, uh, northern northern was, neck of Virginia, which I don't even know what the northern neck is. It is off the Chesapeake Bay. That's called that northern neck. That's northern the, neck of Virginia. They yes. call it that. Interesting. Yes. I, okay. Um, listening to their ESPN affiliate, and they're doing yes. a fantasy draft of For high I, school players. Yes. And I, because I, I was like, "Am I hearing this right?" And I said, "This." is what you get when you don't work in a top 10 market. I was like, I thought, you know, I would bitch about stuff we talked about, but I guess in uh, well, the northern neck of Virginia, there. this is entertaining. Let me guess how, was, Let me guess how it sounded. Ready? Sounded like this. All right, well, I'll tell you what. I, I'm going to take Billy Skiplish, tight end for Covington South. I believe this kid's going to have a big year, going to break out. <laughs> it, it, it was, you know what, you're – 70% correct, yes. Uh, okay. Just a bunch of guys you had no idea because they're high school no kids. Idea. Yeah, and no, no idea. And it was – it sounded like the guys who were on the stage were relatively young, like, you know, late 20s, early 30s. And ah. I just felt so – I just felt so sorry for them because well, they they think they're doing great radio, but – What do you think those young men – on that affiliate in the northern neck of Virginia doing a high school fantasy draft, what do you think their dreams are, Jay? Map out what they see. Ooh. Map out the world as they see it and the 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 journey their career they hope they take. Go. Well, I'm sure they think they're going to be the next Colin Cowherd and 
you know, they're just going to have hot takes. To be an opinion master? To be an opinion master. To be one of the new hot take kids, yes. Do you think being one of the new opinion masters who does mostly a radio show but really also TV, is that the new holy grail? Oh, yeah. Young sports media aspirants, it's not being on SportsCenter? Because once upon a time, it was being on SportsCenter was the holy grail. I think having either getting on a show where you're yelling with three other people or having your show on TV, isn't that the holy grail? One of those two? I would suppose. I, I used to think that, man, I'd love to be on SportsCenter. I'd have the sickest highlight riffs ever. People would say, this guy, Zabin, so clever and funny. Let's pay him a ton of money. Let's make him the next big star. Move over, Kenny Maine, as a new sheriff in town. But every anchor has little highlight riffs. And highlights went away, Jay, as something that was valuable to the consumer because you could get them so many different ways. Question for you. Were you ever talked about having someone putting a camera inside your studio for your afternoon show? Was that ever, did that ever, was that ever ha- going to yes. happen? With Ooh. Andy, with Andy and I circa 2008, nine, something like that. Um, at the time when, when, uh, Masson started up the middle Atlantic sports network, there was a guy that wanted to put a camera in our studios to run that programming for Masson in the afternoons. Cause they had a gaping hole of what are we going to show before showing the God awful Orioles and Thank here's you. here's a radio show that we could we could do. And they had talked about it. They came in for a site visit, looking at the different areas of the studio. Like, okay, we could put cameras here, put cameras there. Never happened. It's, now they had an afternoon show with. I don't know if you remember this young lady, Anita Marks. I do. Who, by the way, I was talking about going to Florida with her. But before a radio show, I remember whole, you almost yeah, did that. Almost did that. But they had her on. Uh, that would make much. That would make sense to have you and Andy simulcast in DC and have her in Baltimore. That would made way too much sense. Yeah, never but happened. Masson is uh, also run by a moron who happened to li- who happened to grow up next door to me. No kidding. No kidding. What's his name? name? Chris, Chris Glass. Chris Glass. Chris Glass. Runs Madison. Live not not next door. I'm sorry. Five houses down. That's not next door. And you said he's a nice fella and a sharp executive, right? That's what no. you said. Yes. Yes, I did. Yes. Yes. Of course. <laughs> yes. I'll let you burn your bridges. I, I want told my. You, I, will, I want my I pontoon. I want. <laughs> I want my pontoon bridges to stay at least semi-viable. I can walk across them. They might not be great bridges, but they exist. Okay, oh, I'll God. nuke mine. You can yes, put you, yeah. You can put uh, wood down on yours. How they do on bridges <laughs> when they when, after they get burned, you got to put wood down like you know as a plank. To oh get right, over. You, you can do that. Yes, <laughs> exactly. Uh, by the way, speaking of bridges, side note: they're talking they're talking about building a second Bay Bridge. Oh my God! Because the, the first one isn't scary enough. <laughs> well, the, if you want to be scared by the first uh, Bay Bridge, that's be the Chesapeake Bay Bridge for those who don't live in the DC area. Uh, it's the only connector from the DC side of the market over across to the beach communities and the so-called Eastern Shore. 
and it's a bridge. It's a high suspension bridge over the bay. It's what three miles long, something like that. Yeah, it's a good yep. long drive. It's a good ten minute drive across. Ugh. It's two lanes, and here's the fun part, kids. <laughs> this is where it gets fun. Some days, depending on the flow of traffic, they'll peel off one lane because there's two suspension bridges with two lanes each, right? Four lanes yeah. each, uh, four lanes total going across the bay. Some days they'll peel off one lane going, say, outbound on a Friday, and they'll make you drive opposite traffic with oncoming cars who could smash into you. Ugh. And kill you at any time for three miles on a suspension bridge over water. Have fun. The and, go ahead. I'm sorry. No, and I was going to say, and, and you got to be careful to once you get through to identify. Okay, this lane could it could shunt me into it. I want to go as far to the right as possible, so at least I'm going with one flow of traffic. I'm not on a two lane over water death highway. The first time I ever drove over the bridge myself, I was 19, and I just purchased a Jeep Wrangler. And it was five of us, no, four of us going down uh, to the beach. That's right. It was like the year after senior week. So I was in college, (laughs) yeah. And before we went, one of my buddies had the bright idea, let's take everything off for the whole week. We're just going to go on this beach I mean, with this Jeep, we're going to be topless. So no doors, no top, no nothing. Nothing. (laughs) Nothing. And I did not think this through because I did not think about the Bay Bridge. So we hit the bridge, and I could not let them know that I was scared shitless. (laughs) And I was (laughs) white-knuckling the whole way. It was one of the most one of the scariest times ever in my life, and you know I, I was but ten to two, hey, and I didn't say anything. Guess what? As as if it wasn't scary enough, the reason they're talking about building a new one is the current one is falling apart. Oh, it's I think it's like one of the top five scariest bridges in America. I, I think it comes in every year. Yeah, really? It, it yeah, doesn't... I think the Bay Bridge comes in. I, I yes, in, in fact, I'm positive it is because I saw a, of course, the list. And it was like number three or number four. Yeah, well, it's so it's so old, so dilapidated. They're like, yeah, we need, like fixing this thing is going to take a long time, so we can't just shut it down while we fix it. It would snarl people getting around the region because that's the only connector, and so we're going to have to go ahead and uh, shut it down, build a new bridge, which would be quite expensive. And then fix the no. old one, get it up to spec. Then you'd have increased capacity, which would be great. But then, you know, we'll quickly fill that capacity. If Again, if I could buy a helicopter for vacations, that's what I'd do just to go from here to the beach. Okay. Uh, okay. Scariest bridges in America, according to iHeart.com. Well, what does iHeart know exactly? Chesapeake Bay Bridge is number one. The Royal Gorge Bridge... <laughs> is in uh, Colorado. Ooh, you should Google that one, Jay. The the Mackinac Bridge in Michigan connecting the Upper and Lower Peninsula is scary. The Veranzano Narrows Bridge in New York City. You have been on that one. Okay. And then there's the Seven Mile Bridge in the Florida Keys. 
which is a low bridge just a couple feet off the water on pilings. Okay. Royal Gorge. Ooh. Oh, God, no. <laughs> Hell no. Hell to the Hell no. to the no, no. God, right? no. <laughs> hey, why didn't we build a tunnel under the Chesapeake Bay? There is one if you go from the eastern shore and you go to yeah, the, Norfolk, Virginia. Well, the, right. There's tunnels in Norfolk. There's tunnels up in Baltimore. Right. I don't. Great question. I I don't. Great question. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe uh, maybe it was too long. Maybe the mud was too muddy or uh, it would have cost more money. They need to get it done. Who knows? Okay. Maybe it's too expensive. There we, are, we are done with bridge talk. And now let's return you to regular sports programming. <laughs> All right. Where do you want to begin in sports? So much shit happened over the weekend. It's it's just hard to even get it, you know, in order. But what what do you, what is burning on your mind, top of your mind right now? The thing that got me, and I don't know if you talked about it yet, because you're not a huge. I know you love college football, but you're not. A I'm huge loving it. Football. I'm. You know what? I'm loving it more and more. I really am. I'm I was. I it. was. So I was. Uh, Saturday night. We one TV beach house. So I had to wait till all the ladies went to bed before I could watch whatever I wanted to. And I was watching college football final at like two in the morning because after the USC game on Saturday, and they showed Hugh Freeze in a hospital bed. Yeah, he had to coach yep. from a hospital bed. No, Did no, you, you saw that. Oh, I talked about it. He didn't have to. He chose to. Okay, they didn't say. Okay, they didn't say that. They just said, "Here's Hugh Freeze." Well, of course, because that's the whole point. Football guy is always about, I'll do whatever it takes. I don't care. Put a hospital bed in there. I'll fucking coach from anywhere. I'll coach from my casket if I'm dead someday. Just give me a play sheet and a headset. By the way, the Hugh Freeze backstory is one of the funniest things ever. Oh, uh, I told it to somebody who doesn't know sports, and they said, wait, what? (laughs) <laughs> that that was it basically I, I i i think it was either to my wife or somebody else i said yeah you know he, he comes out of nowhere coaches at these low-level uh colleges lambeth college arkansas state gets the old miss job and he hops in that car he hops in that program like it's a rental car he stole and just starts doing <laughs> donuts speeding this the program gets good really quick and we're like holy shit old miss is good what's going on here oh well he was paying players cheating his ass off NCAA comes in, they shut them all down, put them on two years of ice for the postseason, which nobody does. And I said to this person, I go, and that didn't get them fired, you know? And they're like, why not? And I go, because the SEC. They kind of admire the brazenness of the cheating. And besides, you know, football. What got them fired was the call-in escort services on the university cell phone because he's a big Bible banger and it's the Deep South. And why, that's a hypocrisy we cannot tolerate. I would so I'm sitting there laughing at this, and I was like, "This story is incredible." And I said, "Aren't most of the incredible stories in college football?" Yes. Think about it. Manti Teo had a fake yeah! Remember that? I love the Manti Teo catfishing <laughs> story more than Mike, anything. Mike Price in the strip club after he had taken <laughs> the Alabama job. Right. You remember can, that? You could play a game of, "Oh yeah, what about I'll the time?" That. Right. 
Oh, yeah. yeah. What about the time college football edition and just pull story after story? Because these stories, they peel your eyelids back like, wait, that couldn't have happened. Oh, yeah, it did. And like, by the way, so, so yeah. Mike Loxley right now, University of Maryland, is all feeling all good right now. They won 79 and nothing. Remember the time he punched an assistant coach in a meeting at New Mexico <laughs> State? That happened. I don't Lane remember. Kiffin getting fired on no, the tarmac. Remember the no, time but, Lane Kiffin was fired on the team bus in L.A. with the Trojans and yes. had to get his own ride home. That was Wait, real. That happened. Top that one. Remember the time Lane Kiffin quit on Tennessee after one year and literally almost could not leave the state because the people had torches and were trying to burn down the student union where he was. Remember that time? I don't remember that time Tennessee got his head coach fired after four hours in hiring him. Oh, that's <laughs> right. That was the guy that who was it they were going to hire after Butch Shiano. Jones? Shiano. Oh, that's right. And and they're like that. terrible hire. Well, they got a guy in Pruitt who just lost to uh, Georgia State. So good yeah, luck on I that. I mean, it, as you said, you can go, I'll top that one with this one. Yes. Yeah. How, how about the time they had the, oh, who was it? Duke and somebody else. They had like a 17 lateral end of game play that went to video replay. And the video replay took like 20 minutes to sort it out. Was that Miami? It might have been Miami and Duke. That was a classic right there. At just the most fucked up, weird, hilarious, you've got to be kidding me stories. And the Hugh Freeze coaching from a hospital bed has taken it next level. I said the only thing missing was like balloons on a chair, some flowers, and some in-laws standing in that room. Because that would have made, oh, made it perfect. I forgot the goat. I think Bobby Petrino might be the goat of all those stories. <laughs> oh, Bobby Petrino's press conference in which he shows up <laughs> in a neck brace with scratches all over his face because he was in a motor scooter accident with a female trainer of Arkansas's program who was married to somebody, and he made sure in this presser to wear his Sugar Bowl hat just to remind people, you know... I did take the hogs to the sugar bowl recently. That was not enough to save his job. And then he got fired by, it was, it wasn't Louisville. It was Arkansas. Arkansas, then the Falcons, then Louisville. And who knows where now? Well, he, he, he left Louisville, went to Arkansas. No, left, left Louisville, went to the pros, went to Arkansas, had the motorcycle accident. Three years later, went back to Louisville, and then got fired. Yeah, that would be it. You mentioned the uh, Mike Price hire at Alabama. Price had not even coached a game, but he got <laughs> fired after a golf outing in which he got so drunk, he ended up you know, getting some stripper to come to his hotel room, and she blabbed to Deadspin, I think, and Deadspin back then was not so woke and self-righteous and they kind of printed the the narrative of it, and there was an, enough of an embarrassment they fired him. I remember we worked with the guy uh, Michael Graham. You remember Michael Graham? He was oh, a conservative talk show yeah. host. Oh yeah. And he he was from South Carolina, and he once said in front of Mark Stern and myself in a production meeting, we were just you know riffing on ideas, and he said, "I think coaching in the SEC is tougher than coaching in the NFL." And Stern and I looked at him at the time and said, "You're an idiot." 
I'm going to have to rethink that. He might be right. Oh, do you want me to look him up and uh, have you issue an apology on air on I, the Zabecast I, next I, week? Well, I'm sure he's he's yelling at somebody's <laughs> microphone yeah. with his uh, ultra-conservative views. But he might be right on that one. I might have to issue an apology. Right. Okay. Uh, Petrino, how come it doesn't have his, Alab- his Atlanta stint on Wikipedia? That was one year, right? Yeah, and he quit after uh, Michael Vick was charged with dogfighting. And people ripped him like... Did he leave the like, note in the locker room? Yeah, people that like, look- that's not how you leave. You don't quit on a team like that. And I'm like, oh, for God's sakes, get over yourself. He realized, like, this is not the job I was expecting. My star quarterback is going to go to prison for dogfighting. I'm out. See ya. Uh, here's, and, and it, yeah. yeah, then he put a note up in the middle of the locker, like in the middle of the locker room. Louisville in 98, Jaguars QB coach in 2000, Jaguars OC in 2001. Then he went to Auburn in 02. Louisville, oh, there's the Falcons. I just can't read. Louisville, back to Louisville again for three years, 03 to 06. Then the Falcons for one and done, 07. Then to Arkansas. Then to Western Kentucky. And then back to Louisville where he was just shit canned last year. Who did – wait a minute. Why am I – didn't Jim Morris – Jim Moore also coach Atlanta? Am I right about that? Why do I uh, – Jim Mora Jr. Don't call him Jr. because he's technically not. I don't think he yeah. coached Atlanta. Okay. But he, he coached in the NFL, right? Uh, I, Let me look that up. I was about to stand okay, up here. Okay, Hold on a second. Remember George O'Leary. Coach at oh, Central got Florida. At Notre Dame. Yes. He gets hired at Notre Dame, and somebody crawls into his resume and starts noticing little things that were, well, let's call them lies. He gets fired before ever coaching a game because at Notre Dame, we take resume fluffing very seriously. It was, to me, the dumbest firing ever. You hired the guy not on his paper fucking resume, which he probably didn't trot out for years. You based it on can he coach and win football games. But Notre Dame got a Notre Dame, Jay. Uh, Speaking of Notre Dame, uh, the time that Notre Dame sent a student on a scaffold to uh, video practice in in the midst of a torrential downpour and the scaffolding fell and the kid died. How about that? Actually, actually, okay, so that was uh, Coach Kelly, Brian Kelly, in his early psychotic years at Notre Dame. Remember, he had to dial it back after he got so red-faced on the sideline, screaming at a kid, that all the pundits on TV are like, yeah, I know football is intense, but look at this guy. Like, his, his face was as red as a stoplight, and he's screaming at a kid. And this was like week two. (laughs) And so in his early days, they had a practice, Notre Dame, during this three-day period of epic windstorms in the Midwest, where there was wind advisories, wind alerts all over the place, okay? And he insisted that some kid get up in a mechanical scissor lift, some student, to film practice from the high end zone angle because that's so important. It was so windy that day. We're talking sustained 40-mile-an-hour, 50-mile-an-hour gusts that the kid himself, and I can't think of his name. I'll look it up in a second. Declan something. Declan Sullivan. Declan Declan Sullivan. There you go. The kid himself tweeted out 
Oh my God, super windy up here, whole thing shaking. I guess I picked a good day to die or something of that nature. Lift falls over, kid dies. Kelly doesn't lose his job for that. Oh, well, you know, I was there at practice, but I mean, I had a lot of things going on and I, you know, it was somebody else's fault. Like anyone with a rational brain should have said, hey, coach, you're in charge of the whole operation. It's 40 mile an hour winds. Most teams aren't even practicing outdoors, but you are because you're a psychopath. As soon as you saw that lift get above 10 feet, you should have run over screaming with your whistle going, whoa, 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 get down. But he survived. He survived because it's college football because college football knows no rationality. Oh, Craig James and and Mike Leach. (laughs) Another great one. Another great one. Yeah. Craig James. Craig James's son plays wide receiver for Texas Tech, gets a concussion. Mike Leach sends him into a shed, a blackened shed. This is all alleged, by the way, but go ahead. Craig James finds out that his son was treated like that. Craig James, by the way, the ultimate helicopter dad. Right. Uh, gets Mike uh, Mike Price, gets Mike Leach fired. Yeah. And, and it turns out that we had no idea of the douchebaggery of Craig James until it finally all came out. And he ran for Senate and he failed Lost. miserably. And he, he just was a total douche. You know, his kid was probably a little fucking mama's boy who was being a bitch, and Mike Leach was having none of it. And so Mike Leach said, oh, you got a concussion, you can't practice? Go sit in that dark shed. And he complained about it, and Leach was like, what? It's dark. It's your, If you're sensitive to light after a concussion, it was the best place for him. Now, Leach might have been being a bit of an asshole, but okay, fine. <laughs> I, have since, I have since come to hate Craig James way oh, more yeah. and like Mike Leach, Mike Leach a ton more. A lot, a lot, yeah, exactly, exactly. Yeah. By the way, Craig James, nowhere to be found anymore. Gone. Yeah, off the off yep. the radar. He's done. Crapped out. ESPN finally said, we're out. The, the political aspirations crapped out. Yeah. And his kid also, he, nowhere to be found. He was he was a poor man's Chris Collinsworth. Yeah. it. You know, the college game is so great because it's such a wild landscape. It's so big. The tapestry is so big. You know, you're talking 110 teams. It's fucked up in its priorities. There's so much money sloshing around. These kids make the dumbest football mistakes because that's what they are, right, Jay? The kids. <laughs> you know? They're not pro that's, players. That's why I love the whole You documentary. That was some of the best TV ever. Oh, the yeah. The stories that they had. Am I still one of my favorites is the fight before the Sugar Bowl between Miami and uh, Florida like in the middle of Bourbon Street, like two gangs. Oh, they yeah. Li- they literally had a bare-knuckle brawl <laughs> on Bourbon Street before the Sugar Bowl. <laughs> exactly. And it's always something. It's something on the field, off the field. It's the characters. It's the coaches. Hey, how about uh, uh, what's his name at LSU now uh, with the Cajun, thick Cajun accent? I can't think of his name right Ed now. Ed O. Eddie o. Orgeron. Eddie Orgeron, yeah. Should might still be at USC if it were not for – Idiot. Okay, wait a minute. Another one. Steve Sarkeesian show, showing up for practice drunk and high. That's another great one. Uh, well, there was that, but what really did Sark in was he got liquored up at a back-to-school. It, yeah. it was like a season kickoff banquet. 
And he pulled what we like to call colloquially in the business, Jay, a Dana Jacobson. Oh. <laughs> and, Who, by the way, was your girl. I still is my girl. <laughs> I like that look. Statuesque black hair. Lovely. Lovely features. But anyway. Um, yeah. So uh, let's see here. I'm getting the Ed Orgeron. Yeah, so that was Sarkeesian right there. Uh, he yeah. got fired. Uh, he- here is the best of good old Ed Orgeron uh, as coach. Special. But again, I do. Wipe that out, man. It was about these players. And uh, I had to do my job as a head coach and my game management. And uh, I wanted to coach. I wanted to do my part. Coach, you know, Steve Hensman and the game he called. Yeah, tremendous. What did he bring? Tremendous. Well, you know, we spread them out a little bit, as you saw. And we started throwing the football to loosen them up on the run. I think it was a cumulative effect of our whole coaching staff. Uh, there was a lot of ideas so there, there a go. lot of guys working hard. It, he, he is the movie Sling Blade Come to Life. Yeah, he's Cajun boy, straight through Love and through. It. It's good stuff. All right, NFL, any thoughts as we're getting ready to push off your beloved Steelers? What's their record when it's all said and done? Uh, let me see. They lose Sunday because New England owns them. Okay. Uh, I can see them winning the North. And then you ain't scared um, of the Browns. I, I'm just I don't I'm not understanding why they are uh, plugged in to be the Super Bowl champions. I don't get it. I don't know who Freddie Kitchens is. I don't know <laughs> is he is he some genius? A good offensive mind. He is the first disheveled redneck fat head coach who's been hired in the NFL in my lifetime. Andy, I mean, Andy Reid was fat, but not a disheveled redneck like Freddie Kitchens. This is new ground. I love it, but it's new ground. Uh, the thing that scares me about the Browns is their defense rather than their offense. They have two bookend defensive ends who cause havoc. Oh yeah, they have good second. This is the way. I mean, I, I'm still not sold 100 on Baker Mayfield. You got to show me one more time. Okay, uh, rapid fire here. Who has the better season, Lamar Jackson or Kyler Murray? Kyler Murray. Wow. Will Lamar the- Jackson cannot throw the forward pass. That's who- basically. He cannot throw the forward pass. Who will finally be good this year? More likely, the Jets or the Browns? Jets. The Jets? The Jets have a good offensive line, and now they have a good running back. How many weeks until uh, Eli Manning finally gets benched in New York? Week 10. Same question for Case Keenum in Washington. Week 6. Will Tyreek Hill kill his family before the end of the season? No, too harsh, too soon. Sorry. <laughs> will Tyreek Hill stay out of trouble? Okay. Yeah, I'll let that one. You look at that one. You're like, nope, not yep. going to swing on that one. Nope, okay, fine. Nope. All right. Uh, are the Rams a one? Uh, are the Rams yes. a one-year wonder? Do they slump back to the middle of the pack this year? Yes, because Todd Gurley is more injured than we know. Okay. Uh, the Bears, are they a Super Bowl aspirant? Because I've picked them with the Chargers. Bears-Chargers is my Super Bowl. What's your Super Bowl pick? Uh, Eagles-Steelers. Ooh, Eagles-Steelers. An all-Pennsylvania affair. There you wouldn't, go. Wouldn't that be, as the kids say, something? Uh, did you? I saw you had your fantasy. How good is your team? Sucks. I'm just. I'm just. The nine eighty team. It sucks. I'm disgraced by it. They embarrass me. I wish I'd never drafted. Do you really want to know what it is? I'll tell you. 
Oh, I'd love to. Uh, you know, Jay, I love it when there's a guy who wants to know my fantasy team. And I am playing yeah. your out music, so I do have to go quickly here. Uh, okay. I took Odell Beckham Jr. with the 11th pick overall. And then I wrapped around to Juju Smith-Schuster. So you got you got two number ones. And then I took reluctantly Amari Cooper in the third round late. And then Stefan Diggs as my wraparound there. So I did four wide receivers right out of the gate. Then I started turning my attention to quarterback in other positions. I took A.A. Ron Rodgers in the fifth round. Darius Geis in the sixth. And then David Njoku is my tight end for Cleveland in the seventh round. That team does not suck. Okay. Took a flyer on Kareem Hunt in the tenth round. He could be eligible later in the year. And then I took me Cole Hardeman, the rookie for Kansas City, who was turning some heads early in the preseason. Nothing wrong with that squad. Okay. Well, thank you. How's your fantasy You're team? Uh, I let auto draft, so I haven't <laughs> even looked yet. Good. Oh, I ran out of your theme song. Look at that. Okay. Uh, funny you should say that because uh, Drew Olson at 97.3 The Game runs a league, fantasy league, called the League of Indifference. <laughs> Do you know how the League of Indifference works? <laughs> everybody, everybody in it has a mandatory auto draft. There are no free agent pickups. There are no trades. It's literally you, the league you get of indifference. <laughs> I love that league. You get what you get. Right. So if you win the league of indifference, you can't brag about it because you literally had nothing to do with it. In a way, it's kind of brilliant, actually. That's very brilliant. All right. Jay, as always, great to talk, brother. We'll chat next week. Good luck to your Steelers on Sunday. Bye-bye now. Bye-bye now. I got to lengthen out these bumpers. I really do. I cut them off. I use them as partials because I figure I'm never going to use that much of them. But on the way out, I kind of need to. I do like this song, by the way. I like just fading it up right here at the ramp up. Ready? Here we go. Let's end on this today. This is the worst stripper robot we'll ever have. I say that about all robots because it's true. As the robotics community keeps making more and more lifelike, amazing, dexterous, scary, freaky robotics all the time, I say to myself, well, they're only going to get better. They're not going to get worse. There's no peak. And then, oh, yeah. Remember when we were making these great robots that almost looked like humans back in 2019? Yeah, remember that. Whatever happened? Ah, well, we just lost the knack of it. We just started making worse ones, and they were never the same. Oh, no, they're getting better and better. So at a French strip club... There is now a gyrating pole robot that looks like spare parts from some, um, it looks like spare parts from a stormtrooper costume, but the upper torso of the stormtrooper's chest plate has two clear lady lumps on top of the white chest plate. And the robot, without sort of knees or ankles, just sort of wires exposed and arms, does a little bit of a sort of a, a pole dance of sorts. It, not much. It squats down. It spreads its robot legs. It does a little bit of a hip thrust. It holds the pole with one hand. And for a head, it has what looks like either a security camera or a radar gun. And it moves around and looks in different directions. <laughs> it's 
It's freaky. It's stupid. It's a long way yet from a viable stripper. But I'm telling you, it's only a matter of time. Because they couldn't even build this 20 years ago. So 20 more years from now, think about how lifelike the exoskeleton and the skin structure and the movements that could be performed and or the artificial intelligence that could power said stripper robot. And so in 20 years, let's say we'll have a stripper robot that can do most tricks on a stripper pole, dance around and look extremely lifelike so that when you're six beers drunk in a strip club, you will be like, hey, is that a real stripper up there? Is that a that one of them robots? That's 20 years from now. 40 years from now, and I'm, I'll be dead. But 40 years from now, that same robot will be so sophisticated and so lifelike and will be able to speak in natural language and will employ highly sophisticated artificial intelligence. And it will have already downloaded from scanning you somehow all of your sexual preferences, desires, and lusts. And that robot stripper will talk to you in the most unbelievable way that turns you on. Because it knows you. It knows you, it knows what you like, and it knows how to get your $20 bills. One after another after another. I wonder if uh, robot strippers will be cheaper than 20 a lapper. I have no idea. Maybe there'll be more. Who knows? Maybe they'll be so good, and they will all, you know, be so much better than humans. You're like, God, why would I ever deal with a human stripper again? It's ridiculous. That's somebody's daughter. That always skeeved me out. I didn't want to think about that. Plus, they always have to bore you with their stories about, oh, you know, I'm saving money for college. Uh, Or they stink like cigarettes. Robot strippers? Of course they're going to be better. They're robots. Give it 40 years. And I might take the under on that. But these are the worst we've got right now. And they're only going to get better here on out. Thank you for listening. Thank you for downloading. Subscribe, like, leave a review. Appreciate all that. Tell a couple friends. Subscribe to Fridays. Football Five-Way Fridays is coming at you this Friday. we got a great show for you. Hope to see you then. Thanks for listening. Have yourself a great Wednesday, and we will see you next time.